is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Exploding down the sidelines. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> so losing Mexico. <laughs> You know what that music means? Shannon has already given up. He's gone. Yes, he Out has. for the day. Man. On his way to Mexico. And he had the nerve to tell me and Kurt, sitting at the table, I already unchecked behind his back. He's up. He's up. He's He's upgrading, I may say, to first class from coach Ooh. from Mexico. Ooh. So I know and he's got to go through some logistics. So he, he said he might join the show a little Might, late. you know. Yeah, he's just, just trying to make sure that. Depends on where his mind's at, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so he, he he went from coach and all the way to first class. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to be driving the flight in a little bit. <laughs> he's going to be the pilot. Yeah, man. At this rate. Oh. That lack of belief, man. Luckily, we have his mom, and then again, she don't believe in LSU, so. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the gross family. I don't know. I don't know. They've, they've given the up. belief system, given boy. Up. It's bad. Well, that, that was bad. That was ugly yesterday. Very ugly. I don't hey. know where you guys want to begin in this mess. Defense, I, I just, I just, w- I just want to say this right here. And then I'm just going to stare at my camera. I, th- I, th- I say this right here. Back. I said it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Back. This guy has to become a do-all quarterback. And I believe that. And I'm going to hold on to that. Only two things going to happen, Kurt. Only two things going to happen, Jesse. Either we're going to find out, is he that do-all quarterback or he's not. But I will put my faith and belief in this kid that he should be the focal point of every game. Zeke will get his. I want him to be the focal point of every game. This is not last year where you was had receivers by committee. Yes, he threw three interceptions. At this point, I don't care. His growth is more important than anything. We have to either speed that up or we have to move on. Dak is the man. I'm going to join Shannon. <laughs> you going to Mexico too? No, I'm going to the conference call. No, I'm not going to Mexico. Are you, are you guys Are you putting this loss on Dak? This is a total team loss yeah. to me. Um Aaron Jones, seven, 19 rushes for 107 yards. Do you know what his total, his total rushing amount was the previous two games leading up to this one? No. A whopping 40 yards. <laughs> wow. In two games, two combined games leading up to the Cowboys game, he rushed for 21 yards and 19 yards. Then he walks into Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, which probably should be renamed to Aaron Stadium. Yeah, he's owning this place. And he rushes 19 carries, 170 yards, 5.6 yards a carry. He, in addition, adds to that 75 receiving yards. Oh, and by the way, not one, not two, not three. He did what LeBron couldn't do. <laughs> but four <laughs> touchdowns. Wow. First time ever for a Cowboys opponent, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was nothing we could do to stop him. So why is that? Why couldn't we stop run-of-the-mill Aaron Jones? Because we are baby soft-ish in the middle of our defense. And we need to take a huge – I'm talking about James Harden step back on our views of this young linebacking core. Absolutely atrocious yesterday. And when you look at when you look at he was Aaron Jones was targeted eight times, had seven receptions. When you look at it, a lot of it was just short little dump offs, which all that is is an extension of the running game. Mm-hmm. When we can't turn around and hand it off, 
I'll let you run, turn around, dump it off in front of you. And Leighton Vander Esch couldn't catch a cold yesterday. I, I mean, in open space, Aaron Jones was making these linebackers look silly. I, I mean, absolutely silly. And this is just going to be the method that people go with forward. And, and I get it. You know, you don't have Antoine Woods. But if we're being honest, and all things being equal, Antoine Wood was a street-free agent. Mm-hmm. He wasn't some high draft pick. And I'm not saying that, that street-free agents can't turn around and be something great. But it's not like we're getting back Fletcher Cox. It's not like we're getting back, you know, uh, 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 you know, Endowment Sue, right. Aaron Donald. We're getting back Antoine Woods. So I don't know how much, even when we get him back, will that help what the good teams have been doing to us? And that's just basically, listen, man, we're going to run right up the middle until you stop us. Yeah. Or is this a problem of, as far as Van Der Esch and Smith, are they just over-aggressive? Are they bad technique? Or, I mean, is it mental? Is it physical? What's going on? You yes, know, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I believe about our defense. I believe that our defense line has to play perfect. If our, if our defensive line fear their gaps with penetration, they just can't feel the gaps. Running backs in today's society are too good. You just feel the gaps. They're gonna wiggle, they're gonna wiggle through there and make some plays. That's Shannon. Uh, you have to you have to really get after these guys. You, you know, our linebackers are downhill runners. When you have to make them go lateral, you have to make them run the hump. Cause you moving it. If you go and look at it, you can show it. You can <laughs> you can see them moving our guys off the line. Yep. When our backers gotta guess and not be sure, they become average. Hmm. They are great athletes. Maybe they can turn into great players and learn this. But when our, our when our defensive line is is not even and coming forward, these guys are not coming downhill. Now you gotta guess whether you're gonna come underneath. In the back, just stay play side and drive for two or three yards. Or you c- try to run over the hump and he come out of the back door and you saw that a lot. Yeah. This kid came out of the back door about two or three times. And then a couple of times, he just outran us. So they may not be getting back Fletcher Cox, but they better get somebody in there. Yeah. And Woods may be just that guy to at least push your center back, uh, and we said that our offensive line were hurt. Well, they lost their center. So it, we all got injuries. That leads me back to number one. That's why I want Dak more and more involved. That's why I think that that short passing game that everybody seemed to have adapted from Tom Brady in New England, that comes upon when you can't run. What happens when you can't run? Well, everybody's getting it to their backs real quick out of the back. Boom, boom. All right, a little five-yard. Boom. They, they doing it. But it keeps your quarterback active and it keeps him involved. And I asked you a week or so ago, and I even asked you last week, don't, when you play the good quarterbacks, the run game just not going to beat the good quarterback. I just don't believe that. No. Mm-hmm. They're not going to beat the elite quarterbacks. And I – and I don't know if Dak elite or not elite, but I do know that Aaron Rodgers is. And I knew in the first half he threw that ball enough to keep us loose, to get down there five times in the red zone. They scored running touchdowns four. They moved us off the ball. When they when they look at the film, Rob Marinelli and Leon Lett going to be just shaking their head like fellas. It, and like I used to tell people, when they used to be like, hey, man, lane integrity. And I asked them, and I ain't trying to be funny, sir, you have no lane integrity because I'm going to move you physically off the ball. <laughs> so what lane integrity do you have? Right. When you get moved physically off the ball, okay, I'm in the A-gap, but you five yards back that away in the yeah, A-gap. Yeah, yeah. So, they, I mean, they had a, like you said, backup center plan. The rookie mm-hmm. at left guard. We've got Malik Collins, who's – we. Think is a pretty solid uh, yeah, he nice. guy in the middle. Yeah. I mean, Tyron Crawford was back. He played a lot in the middle. What happened? I mean, why why were these guys pushed around so much? I mean, because when you, when you look at the run game, and I'll let 
Nate is way more experienced in this area than, than I am. But when you look at how they're running things, right, they're saying, they're saying, okay, Tank, Quinn, we know what you guys want to be. You want to be pass rushers. Yeah. Cool. Go this way. Mm-hmm. So they're letting those two guys dart up the field, right? One-on-one matchups, you two guys dart up the field. Now what we're going to do with the rest of these guys are, whatever you guy, whatever guy you have in the middle, we're going to double him right quick to I can make sure that he's solidly blocked by the center. And then once I secure that block there, my guards are now going up to the second level, which are now making your linebackers either have to play off blocks or try to run around blocks. Underneath blocks. Or underneath Mm -hmm. blocks. And so now if you have a running back that's worth anything, all he's going to do is be very patient. Once that block is set and he sees Leighton Vanderish go left, he's going to go right. And once you see Leighton Vanderish go right, he's going to go left. Mm-hmm. And then now what you're faced with is the, 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 the guy who should be filling and, and sending it to another direction, he's now having to fill all the way over that garbage. By that time, Aaron Jones 5.6 yards to carry. Every <laughs> yeah. time he t- every two times he touched it, first down. Yeah. Right? And, and so this is what you're having to deal with um, from a defensive perspective. But when you get penetration defensively, when you're when you are they they talk about it, it's, it's um, recreating the line of scrimmage. The team that can recreate the line of scrimmage in their favor wins the matchup. If I'm the offensive line, and like I like, can't double them. I can't. It's no way. If me and Jesse is side by side, and me and him is going to our left, which is your right. If we go into our left. And Jesse's the lead dog, and he's blocking. He, I'm supposed to help him. Well, if Jesse back here and I'm up here, I miss you all together. Yeah. What does the running back see? All he's seeing, especially that dude can play both sides. I'm missing, so automatically I'm going up for my linebacker, saying because I, I, he, and I'm wasting my time here. Right. right. Because if I turn and go with him, now I'm blocking the hole, <laughs> and this guy playing the other hole. And the linebacker just coming and do do it. Yeah. Making a mess. Yeah. yeah. Making it muddy, making now, it a mess. But now on the other hand, if we go forward and we get to you and the line of scrimmage is here, that's already two yards. Right. Now, my, now the linebacker don't know that he can either try to run underneath, which I pick him off, or he can run over the top and I just keep pushing that guy right on this way. Right. It's a simple thing. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to play, but it's simple when you just talk about it. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of talk about – Gap responsibility and guys not being in the right place. I mean, did you Yesterday, see that? Yesterday, they would have had to fall on the ground. In some instances, they would have literally had to just from play from the start of play just fall on the ground. What do you because mean? Because because they weren't standing there. When guys physically move you, there's no such thing yeah. as lane integrity. So this wasn't necessarily. I mean, was this our guys not doing the right thing mentally, not being in the right place, or was they it, were not just physical enough? It was both. Yeah. I mean, there were plays where you saw, and and it's it. it Football, you hear all the time, is, is, a, is a game of inches. And there were times when you saw Jalen Smith just take one – he took one step to the right. Well, guess what? That guy who's coming to block you on the left-hand side, now when you try to come back, you got to take two steps to get back where you were at. Well, he's done two steps up to where you're at. Now you're blocked. Mm-hmm. Simply because you took one step in the wrong direction. In Sean Lee's prime, when Sean Lee was – Really good prime, Sean Lee. He was able to look at his keys and diagnose plays so fast and so well from study and practice and film and all that kind of stuff that by the time you were getting off to get to get up to him, he had already been coming downhill. Mm-hmm. So either he was going to beat you to the hole or send you into the hole and muddy it up for the rest of the Calvary to come make plays. These, these two young guys, while they're athletic and they're fast, they get caught. Teams are now making them use their speed to their disadvantage. Yeah. So if, if I make you go one way, whether it's a counter or a, a look or however it is, and you take that one overstep, well, it takes two steps to get back where you're supposed to be. Well, that means that's two steps that that lineman now has you beat. And once he does that, now, you know, they're fast, they're strong. But those jokers are only 240 pounds, 250 pounds. That lineman that's coming up, 
He's 300 pounds. <laughs> so now you have to fight with a dude who's 50 to 55 to 60 pounds heavier than you. Yeah. And if you're not being able to bring these running backs nowadays in this league, you can't just come with this. That ain't gonna, that ain't gonna, get, that ain't gonna cut it no right. more. Even on 180 pounds, you got to, you got to be there. Yeah. So all I have to do as an offensive lineman, I may not get all of you. I got to get a piece of you so that you're now either reaching or falling or diving at a running back that we feel you're not going to bring down with shoulder, you know, with shoulder pops yeah. or arm tackles. It sounds like Lee has the mental side of it, but maybe not the physical anymore. Right. And you've got Jalen and Vander Esch who have the physical side of it. They got the talent, but then mentally they may not know the game or what the, the keys are. And, and sometimes one of the things that that kind of almost fails you in, in, in with athleticism is that you tend not to always study all the keys so properly because you feel like, oh, I'll just get there. Mm-hmm. I'm faster than everybody else. I'm, you know, that was the thing that Sean Lee had a great – I remember Bruce Carter was – when Bruce Carter was drafted here, and Bruce Carter, you know, Tar Heel, was one of the most athletic dudes you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. His numbers were off the charts. And I told Bruce, I said, I don't care what you do. Everything that Sean Lee does, you need to be in his hip pocket. <laughs> When he goes to the bathroom, hand him tissue. When, when he goes to lunch, make sure you have his fork and knife. You need to learn everything that he knows. Because if you can take that and combine it with your athleticism, yeah. you would be an unstoppable force. Problem was, Bruce didn't take the necessary steps to learn the game and study the game from a mental perspective and relied on his athletic ability. And in certain situations, when you're going up against you know, geniuses on the field, mm-hmm. your athleticism will fail you. And in those trenches, if it fails you, now you're in, now you're in a brute strength battle and you're not going to win that 9 out of 10 over a guy with 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. I did not have to see the total stats or nothing, but this is what I've been waiting on right here. Aaron Rodgers took control, he threw for 238 yards, but 138 of those yards were in the first half. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try. That's He set the game for the rest of the guys, his passing, his ability. Now, the average start was on the 30 in the first half. Our average start was on the, 20, on the 21. Against the teams that are not – uh, playoff teams, you can drive 75 yards 80% of the time and get a touchdown. But against the elite teams with a quarterback, you're, way, you're knocking your head against the wall. If you're not starting somewhere on the 30 or you don't get at least two plays where you, where you get a turnover or some mishap where you can start on their side of the 50. And that, that is where we have been giving teams, their elite teams are the teams that we think are going to be in the playoffs in this short season so far. You know, we've given – we gave it to New Orleans twice. We gave it to uh, Green Bay. Even at the end of the game, when they was making the comeback, we still gave them a turnover where they get the ball on their 30 or they get the ball on their 40. And, and that's nowhere. You're a chunk play away. From, from making something. And then when they – it was so funny because when we was making our run back at them, it'll be third and seven or eight, and they'll hand it to 33, and he'll get it a 10-yard <laughs> run. See, they, they don't confuse us. They don't right. put us back – we don't make their offensive line turn elite. Nobody ain't going to tell me. Green Bay do not have no elite offensive line. So don't don't tell me how good Bakhtiar and Berglow and Bigelow and all those guys. I don't even <laughs> want to hear that, man. But their confidence was so high because of Aaron Rodgers. You know, and I laughed in here Friday. I laughed. I said, do y'all really – is y'all really buying into the no-name receiver theory? This ain't us a year ago mm-hmm. with, with our receivers by committee. Because Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, can take those things we had last year <laughs> and they would be more successful with him than they were yeah. with us. Yeah. And I promise you that. Because he, how many times has he done that with, with one re- elite receiver and the rest were just guys until they got a hold of him? Right. Was Carl big yesterday? 
Mm, nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Kyle's yelling at us. We got to take a break here. Maybe when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more quarterback play on both Go sides to that of the ball. First half summary, Jess. All right. Yeah, we'll be right that. back. Hang with the boys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor. Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. Now's a good time to tell you that SeatGeek is the new source of tickets for all your football needs this season. SeatGeek makes managing tickets easy, whether it's buying or transferring to a friend. They even tell you the best deals for every game based on their deal score technology, which rates every seat on historical data, price, and location. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone and take $20 off your first purchase using code DALLAS at checkout. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at Formation. This dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at Formation at the Star.com. Back to hanging with the boys. <laughs> we are indeed back. At least most of us. Shannon has abandoned us today, off to Mexico already. Ah, how about this? Free and open to the public. Join us at Neighborhood Services at the Omni Frisco Hotel for the Middle Light Cowboys Hour, presented by Albertson. That is tonight. As hosts Brad Sham, Kevin Turner, and Taylor Stern will sit down with Chadobi Awuzie and Jordan Lewis. I'm sure they will have a lot to talk about tonight. Should be interesting. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash Cowboys Hour. During the break, Jesse brought up an amazing stat that I hadn't noticed before. You want to repeat that for us about Aaron's targets? Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers, uh, in his ball game yesterday, he was, what was it, 20... 22 for 34. 22 for 34. Out of his 22 completions, only four of them, four of them were to wide receivers. That's That's it. Only four of the 22 completions that he had on the day were to wide receivers. And he only had a long – this is Aaron Rodgers, right? The the longest pass he had yesterday was 23 yards. Yeah. That was it. The rest of them went to running backs and tight ends. And in the first half, he was 12 for 21. Yeah. And – he only threw four passes to the wide receivers then. So, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in this right here, and I, and I and I and I'll keep repeating this. And you know, I hope it don't hurt anyone's feelings. But until you incorporate your quarterback into every facet of the game, you know, uh, this is what you're gonna get. You know, as good a good receivers as Cooper and Gallup is turning out to be. Uh, we have to see more of Dak flaring out of the backfield. Okay, you want Pollard? I don't care. Flare him out of the backfield. Run some some routes down. Like we threw that route to Zeke down the field. Don't don't let that be like, oh, what a great pass to Zeke. We should have saw. Him. Why why are we waiting to see that? Mm-hmm. You you shouldn't wait. Right. For two or three weeks, that is what hurts us. A team that can come in and dink and dunk, and everybody like. Oh, that that don't win games. Well, it don't won eighty five percent of the New England Patriots games. Why can't win games? Yesterday, you used West Carolina can get it downfield. Uh, the ball from Kansas City, but he kept trying to get it to somebody. So why not throw it to your backs? If you have elite back, why not give it to him? We, to me, Aaron Jones is not elite until he played the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> not even close. So uh, <clears throat> we look at Aaron Kamara. He's elite. Mm-hmm. And, and and they they throw him a bunch of passes last week coming out of the backfield. So, uh, but yeah. you got to believe that this can happen. You know, I, that's what looking just at the stat sheet. I mean, Rogers' stats were average. I mean, two hundred thirty-eight yards, an eighty-five point two passer rating, sacked twice, no touchdowns. You you'd think that would be 
the pretty good day's work for the defense. But I guess it's that threat is always there. Thank you. There it is. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And, and for him, he didn't have to have – when you go up 17 nothing. he – he doesn't have to be in the shootout now. Yeah. When you go out 17-0 and your running back is getting five and a half a clip, I, I don't have to be in the shootout. Because now I go up 17-0, anything and everything that you had, the Cowboys, planned on doing, changed. Yeah. When you go no. down three scores in the first half, hell, in the first quarter, anything that you – Yeah, it's out the window. <laughs> Uh, I just well, whatever game plan that Kellen Moore, Jay, I don't care what whatever game plan they had, it was done. Yeah, it was toast, and now everything had to be. We have to find ways to score points asap. See, I, I like to moan before the game start. What about because to moan? I like to moan before the game. What what I mean by that is, uh... what, <laughs> what's the worst thing that can happen? And I kept, and I, and I y'all. Hey, man, if we get on 7 to 10 points, man, this game could be over. Do y'all remember hearing this all last week? Hey, man, I'm telling y'all now, if we don't score with these dudes, this is about that. Man, did we not know this Friday, Thursday? Mm -hmm. when Did we not know that if Aaron Rodgers get up, he takes control of the game? He, if you watch, I, I, see, I love great quarterbacks. I'm watching everything Aaron do. When they show the camera Aaron on the sideline, I'm sitting there looking. They're like, Brought his hollering at me. Hey, Nate, did you get that last mark? I, no, I'm watching Aaron. He, man, he walked off the field like three or four times, went to his coach and said, hey, man, what are they? You can see his look. Like, what are they doing out there? That dude is wrong. Say something. I mean, he's talking to the coach like this. Hey, man, man, we can't have it. That was wrong. He said, you need to say something about it. And the coach trying to, you know, Parlay with him, and, man, he went and signed the bench like, man, I don't say what I had to say. <laughs> he, This dude is so astute and so into the game. To I envy other I envy other teams that don't have that type of guy. And then somebody told me that Cobb said, you won't meet a more in, intellect guy when it comes to this football, Nate, than this guy. A guy, he watching the defense. You, don't, you may think he's sitting over there like, like he on dope or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how he looked. He had a – Nondescript look. Yeah. And so maybe I'm okay. asking for something that can't can't be had, man. But I, I promise you, the quarterback is it. That the quarterback is it. Right. The quarterback is it. So what do you think of let's get into Dak now. I mean record setting day as far as yards, you know, he slung it around pretty good. Had the three turnovers. You could make the case maybe that two of them weren't exactly his fault, but what do you think of his day overall, Jesse? Of course, you see the numbers and you go, wow, 463 yeah, yards. He yeah. threw the ball 44 times. Yeah, That's not what we want from Dak Prescott. Mm -mm. That's never a recipe for success when it comes to Dak Prescott. You want to put this game on him, but I will say the one interception should not be on him. That's on Amari. The first one. Right, That's right. on Amari. Yeah. Catch the football. Period. He hit you in both of your hands. Then he got fooled on it. And, and, I, and people say, well, oh, the, the pass interference on Michael Gallup, they were bad all the way around. It's an interception. <laughs> then he got fooled on the one where he thought that the guy had, was yeah, going to carry the crossing route. He that passed was a real it off. Bad one. Yeah. That was that was him. Dude fell underneath. <laughs> he, yeah, he just passed it off and said, all right. And I watched his eyes and he, he looked right at Dak. Dak looked back over. He just backed up. Boom. Yeah. So. There's a mixture in this, but a lot of it came, and I said that you got to keep this guy clean. You got to keep him clean. And where Dak failed at was believing what the coaching staff designed. That cloudiness you was talking about. Mm, really? And here's why. And you asked this. I think, no, no, you asked this. You said, you said, Jesse, well, how do you combat not having all these offensive linemen in play. Last week, what did I say? Short passes, screen plays, get the ball out quick. You can't go five and seven stop drops with Cam Fleming. Especially no. when you know that the two strengths in Green Bay's defense are the Smith boys. <clears throat> so you want to go – and then you go one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you didn't – 
This is the same thing that gets happened in Atlanta a couple years ago, and it, and it frustrates me. You didn't go into this game knowing that Cam Fleming would have needed help. Why don't don't try it with him not having help, and then think we'll adjust to having help. Yeah, let's give him help right now, and go from there. Let's plan on helping him. And time and time again, this coaching staff sent Cam Fleming out there and said, "Can you stand up?" against a dude who's been paid big money this offseason to do nothing but pass rush. And time and time again, he failed you. Yeah. And you did nothing to adjust. And for a quarterback, when he's sitting back there, he already came into the game knowing, all right, Tyron ain't back there. That's, that's playing in the back of his mind. Yeah. Then you get hit one or two times, that pocket start collapsing. Now everything about his mechanics, everything about his thought process changes. And you already knew what you was at left guard. That was a little shaky. Now my left tackle and my left guard? Yeah. It's only so much that he can do when you have the incompetence coming from the sideline. Oh, wow. That's hardcore there. That's incompetence. (laughs) As a head coach, that is incompetence. That you did not think that the left tackle who was your backup would need any type of assistance. And you didn't provide that. Early in the game, you didn't even provide that. Yeah. And then even late in the game, you still didn't provide it. You were, you were letting them try to stand up against two premier pass rushers for the, for the Green Bay Packers. They were going to play you man and man and doing it all year and put you in situations where they, they know now. You're down 17 nothing. Mm-hmm. Ain't no more Zeke Elliott. You ain't running the ball no more. You don't have enough time. You're, you're, you're yeah. up against the clock now. And yet and still, no, you, you want to go five-step and seven-step drops? Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Right. We would, much pref- we would much prefer you go five to seven step drops because that gives us a little bit more time to get there. Yeah. Do we do we see the same type of? I mean, we saw a lot of those short passes to Aaron Jones, and do they run those type of design plays for Zeke? No. That seems odd that they. No. <laughs> they wouldn't. No, because what they usually do is now for for this particular team in offense, they use Jason Witten for their underneath routes, and they used to have a guy on this football team who was unguardable on those underneath routes. He's in Buffalo now, and Randall Cobb is not the guy that's going to run those quick shifty underneath routes. He's more a guy who's going to run routes down the field. So those little routes that Dak used to have from Cole Beasley right underneath, they're no longer there. And again, guys are saying, let Jason Witten catch it. He can have the six yards. We're going to tackle him. He's yeah. not. He's not going to. He's not going to kill gonna break us. It. No. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the of Fleming and the kind of pressure that Dak faced there, Nate? Faced some bad pressure, man. And he just. I'm not going to repeat what he just said. I mean, but he basically gave it to you. Uh, this is. This, this is where your your quick passing game has has to come into effect. Uh, you know, I listen to Mr. Jones and. You know, a lot of people want to crack jokes, and I really don't crack jokes on, on ownership. But I do say this right here. He believes, if you heard the post-game interview, he truly believes that we have the talent. We do. You know? so We got pro bowlers all – there's pro and, bowlers everywhere in this locker room. And then, and then he <laughs> truly believes that these kids has no quit in them. So if you, if you got all of this, where are you directing it at? What where's the lack at is what I'm saying. If you if you saying that, so uh, this this is this, this is what I believe, and I hope I don't have to repeat this next next week. Uh, you got to find out is your quarterback that guy. And we can talk all the other outside things, but but all right, let me ask you is this: this, your, is this okay, your quarterback? Okay, so let me ask you this, and and. I may have jumped the gun because three weeks ago I said, I believe in Dak now. And I was like one of the ladders on the train. What more do you have to see? For me, what I want to see is. Because he's not going to have to, he's probably not going to have time next week. When everything else collapses, you have to make a play either with your legs or, and I'll give you an example. And maybe I'm asking too much too soon. That's why I asked you for your opinion a week or so ago. Maybe because y'all remember one time he faked it to 33. And I'm talking about Aaron. He rolled out and they blitzed him. 
caught him right in the knees. But as soon as they was hitting him, he was throwing that thing to number 33 for a game. You know, a couple of times they had him. He, he slipped out of there. Boom. He threw it to his receiver. Just for just enough to either keep it respectable for the next down or for a first down. Maybe, you know, I'm asking too much from Dak. Maybe that ain't maybe that ain't Dak. You know, but you can't let plays die on the vine. When you as a as a as a quarterback make an expanded play. And and that's why I say, okay. Let me ask Jesse because maybe I'm asking too much too soon. You see where I'm at now? Right. No, I, I get what you're saying. But when you look at the, the Cowboys drove the ball up and down the field in the first half. Yeah. but they, they, they crossed it 56 times. That's what I'm saying. And they left it on the vine. Right. And, and there were interceptions. There were bad holding penalties. There were drops. I mean, this this I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But there also are, are, are aspects uh, of the game where you're saying, well, he can't do nothing when the, when, the, when the tackle holds and kills the right, drive. Right. Right? Now, wh- what do you want him to do? You keep calling these seven-step drops and I get sacked and we out of field goal range. Okay. Don't uh, call the seven-step drop anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. There's certain things where, where he is becoming handcuffed because of the incompetence from the sideline. Right, right. And, and, and so I, I get what you're saying. You want yeah. him to make more plays and do st- different things. But, well, I, I, I damn near placed the ball in Amari Cooper's hands 40 yards down the field. He dropped it and it turned into an interception. And, uh, yeah, I took a sack, but you kept calling another seven-step drop when – and you, give, you, give, you didn't give this guy any, 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 any help. You didn't give right. Camp Lemon any help, but you want to call a seven-step drop because you want – the aggressiveness was there this week. Mm-hmm. I will say that. If you watch this game, they were trying to take the shots down the field, and they, right. and they, and they hit in some of them. Yeah. But it was a mixture of, hey, we can't take shots down the field when we got – when we're hurt up front, it, it just and I agree. It's so, two things that you know what I'm saying. Like, so, it's, but but shouldn't he go to the sidelines? And then this is another question I'm asking. Shouldn't he like coach? Nah. Some sometimes you got to go to the sidelines yeah. as a player. Say, no, nah, coach, no. Or give him some. I need some help yeah, over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to say that where the players hear that. You know, I, I see Troy talking into his. He had said all the time in a very animated way. And I knew it was about us. <laughs> you know it because you know you mess it up. Right. So, okay, if if that is the case, then I got to put my belief that Kellen Moore is saying, hey, man, this dude getting hit a little too much. You know, uh, we ain't giving him time to breathe. And, and I will go back to this one thing then. Okay, well, throw it to Zeke out of the back. And I remember many games where Norris told us, well, we weren't having a good offensive line day, and they would send back and cover two. The Giants was notorious for that. They were like, okay, Bill Parsons was like, man, y'all can't run on us. And that's when he had the genius. As his, as his <laughs> linebacker coach, uh, Belichick. Bill Belichick. Like, man, y'all ain't running on us. I got the genius here. Y'all ain't running. We got LT. <laughs> we got Banks. We got the old man, old Hall of Fame in the middle. Y'all ain't running on us. And we couldn't. And Norva come and say, hey, man, now nah, y'all coming out of this cover, too. Emmett, just get ready to fly out about seven times. We, I got this. <laughs> Don't, and we just shoo, throw that thing right out to Emmett. And we knew that LT didn't want to tackle this kid, no, not no one-on-one, not play after play after play. Yeah. So why, why couldn't that happen? I, I don't see it here. I mean, I see it in the second half. No, you're right. why can't that happen? One of it, the ways you combat pass rush – is screens mm-hmm. right now? You you get banged with a couple of screens now. Uh, uh, Preston Smith and and and, slow and, down. and the other Smith, they like oh, okay now I can go. Yeah. But now all right, cool. I'm set now. Now I'm, now I'm ready for you to come at me instead of you just teeing off at me. So uh, I I said this a you couple of weeks home, ago. Man. You're dealing with the rookie offensive coordinator. He he is learning. He's learning on the job. Yeah. He's been an offensive coordinator for five games. He is learning or he has no prior experience at calling plays and situations and scenarios and rhythm and all of that. He ain't never guess what? Kellen Moore has never called a game when he was down 17-0. That's true. So what does he have? What experience does he have to rely on? <laughs> none. none. He has none. Yeah. He's never called a game when he was down 17-0. He's never come into a game and everything that he has planned had to be scrapped because you were down 17-0. Right. Right. That's a learning experience. Yeah. And he is learning on the job, and now we're dealing with that right now. The funny thing is, Jason Garrett has to sit there and watch him learn while his job is on the line. <laughs> oh. 
That's not nice. That's not nice. All right. Hey, Kyle's yelling at us again. We'll take another break. Uh, we'll come back and wrap this thing up. The joys of another loss on Sunday. <laughs> we'll be right back with Hang With The Boys. Before your next AT&T Stadium barbecue, gear up with OtterBox, the official outfitter of tailgating. It starts with the Venture Cooler. Built tough in America, Venture keeps ice for days and days. Or stay light on your feet with Trooper Soft Coolers, perfect for packing in your signature side dishes. Tailgating wouldn't be complete without a beverage, so pour one into the OtterBox Elevation Tumbler. It keeps your drinks frosty and toasty. Discover more about OtterBox line of tailgating essentials at otterbox.com. Now- Now's a good time to tell you that SeatGeek is the new source of tickets for all your football needs this season. SeatGeek makes managing tickets easy, whether it's buying or transferring to a friend. They even tell you the best deals for every game based on their deal score technology, which rates every seat on historical data, price, and location. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone and take $20 off your first purchase using code DALLAS at checkout. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to hanging with the boys. We are back. Where Shannon was today, Mexico Again, Shannon. Mexico Shannon. He gave up on us, and that's his name with me the rest of the year. <laughs> Mexico <right>. Shannon. <laughs> uh, this final segment is brought to you by Tommy John, the most comfortable, breathable, moisture-wicking underwear that keeps you two to three times cooler than regular cotton. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear and keep your rear comfortable. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Cowboys, 20% off your first order. So I have what? a question before you start. Sure. And I'm just asking for y'all opinion because I'm going to tell you mine right now. I think Zeke can more than hold his own with a bunch of swing passes out of the backfield or throwing him something five or six yards down the field. I think he can more than hold his own. No, wait, stop. Okay, so no, now. No, 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 wait, 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 stop. I want you to stop for two seconds. Okay. And I'm going to shut up. Uh, so you still think what I said about why Zeke held out was a conspiracy? What's that? Well, remember, I, I, remember I when I said? Remember I said Zeke held out because he saw this offense in the offseason and knew that he wasn't going to be the focal point of it again, and he was saying like, "Let me hold out now to get my money because they get ready to ice me out this offense." And you said I was a conspiracy theorist. And so what you're telling me is you still holding on to that? <laughs> I'm just asking. Zeke, Zeke Elliott had four receptions. I'm sorry, he had four targets, two receptions, and he had 12 carries. Okay. In a four-quarter football game. Because, 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 because. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I understand the, the running part of it. They had to give up on that. They got behind so early. But you'd think he'd be part of the passing game more. Two receptions. I, two. Brother, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I do not want to be a team. See, this is one thing. I, I buy in slow, but once I buy in, I, 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 I kind of die in. I did not want to believe what the Warriors had was real and what was c- truly coming to the NFL when they went shooting all them threes. I did not want to buy into that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I wanted the inside-outside game. I wanted the big man to mean something. But guess what, fellas? That ain't how the NBA game is played. Nope. That ain't how it's played. I want to believe that if you get Zeke the ball 25 times and he rushed for 115 yards and two touchdowns, that we win the game. That ain't it no more, man. I want to believe that. But I believe this right here, 
that if Zeke rushed for 85 yards on about 18 carries or 15 carries and he catch the ball like for 75 yards with two touchdowns, I believe we win then. Oh, you mm-hmm. mean like Aaron Jones? 107. Or, 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 or Kamara. Or, yeah. or, 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 or C-Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah, I think the stats show that when Dak throws it about 30 times, 32, I think, you know, they 32 and under, they the record is amazing. Anything over that, they're But they're see, what I'm, what I'm saying is it ain't how many times you throw it, it's who you throw it to. You got two more than capable receivers that can get open. Yeah, I, what happened with Cooper, you got to know that don't happen much. Right. So you got Gallup that's up and coming, dog. So now you take them same 35 or 33, and you throwing it to the right guys who going to give you the maximum out of every pass. Now you throwing to Zeke four or five or six times coming out of the backfield. I'm not trying to fix no offense, and I'm not trying to say I'm a genius. But I do know this right here. Our offensive line has not played up to par in the games where we trying to be better than a 10 and 16. Right. Now, I know that our defense have, have have blown it one game where we, we, we could have been in the game if they wouldn't have blown it. Our defense blowed it last week, this past game. Okay, when you see that happening, as an offense, you got to do something to stem the tide. Okay, maybe the dink and dunk passes to these guys stems the tide. Maybe it don't. Maybe they were so hot and so good so they weren't going to miss no tackles or our guys weren't good enough that day. But I think they were. I, I think our elite players are elite. I don't think they don't flash in the pan. I don't think Gallup was just a flash in the pan. I don't think Amari Cooper is that. I don't think Zeke is that. Now what we need to do is find out ways to get them the ball because our offensive line is not playing up to par. How do you combat combat that with quicker things? Get it to your talent quicker. Right. And, and I agree with you. The, the five-step drops, the seven-step drops, those should have been built up. Those ain't something you, you, you do. You, you, you know, when, when we saw a seven-step drop, that should have been like in the fourth quarter after we done fixed all the other stuff. Or match protected. If you're going to do a seven-step drop, all right, cool. Then listen, Amari, you're going to have to win. Michael, you're going to have to win. Because it ain't going to be four or five receivers out here. I got to keep a tight end and I got to keep a back end. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it that way, then do it that way so that Dak can be back there. Do, do I think if you put Amari on anyone one-on-one, do I think he can win? Absolutely. Nine times out of ten, he's going to win that matchup. I do. But what you can't have is him out there in a one-on-one matchup and there's five-on-five and my left tackle and my right tackle are, are, are inferior to the guys rushing at them. That pocket collapsed. And for a quarterback, when that pocket starts collapsing, I ain't looking down the field no more. I'm looking to get out of there. I'm looking – my eyes my eyes go from here to here. Yeah. So it may be open. But because that thing is doing this on me and they're and they getting pushed into my lap, my eyes aren't downfield anymore. And he even got lucky on the one where he threw it and he was being hit as he threw it. And I thought he like he punted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Michael, it, and, and Michael Gallup went on there and, and made a you know made a grown man play. But same one on Zeke's too, wasn't it? Same thing on Zeke's. Zeke's. Yeah. You know, so you, you talk about now if if how often does that ball get either incomplete or intercepted on the right. one Michael Gallup went yeah. up and got? He made he made a huge play. But more often than not, that's probably gonna be some sort of win for the defense, then it is going to be a win for the Cowboys' offense. Yeah. It seemed like even Lyle Collins wasn't his best yesterday. And then when he went out, I thought, man, here comes the – He, <laughs> he played all right. That kid, kid played all right. That kid battled. The, you know, I, I, I you know, and see, uh, on losses like this, you know, where I thought – I thought the game, and I'm serious. You asked Miss, you asked Broadus, and you asked uh, what's the young lady's Lindsay. name? You asked Miss Lindsay. I said, y'all, it's 14 and 0. I said it's 14 nothing. I said, look at the quarterback. I say, I said, I know y'all want to see this play out, and I said, yeah, they'll make a flurry. This game over, and I, I, I believe this because of what the coaches I had in the past. And I would talk. Uh, I would talk to one stat, the defensive coordinator. And but for one reason, they never played with me. I said, "Coach, what we need to score this week? We need 24. They, they got offense. <laughs> I mean, and I would know automatically before I even say something to Norv or listen to Coach Johnson. 
I would go to Coach Wanstead. He already been on broke down the field. Like, Coach, what we need this week? Be on a Monday or Tuesday. Man, we need 17. We got these cats. A man, sh- bro. Hey, y'all ain't got to score. We may get two this week. I mean, he was. <laughs> right. But when it's time to score, hey, man, you need 24. Did you get the feeling at all that you had the turn, the interception right off the bat and they come right down and, store, and score, that the whole vibe changed, that the game yeah. was over at that point? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I, I didn't. No, I didn't because I thought we I was going to come back. No. I thought we were going to come back and answer. No. I, I'm thinking like – they going to come, man. And you know what? In the next play, in the next series, if we don't get it, we coming back again. We throwing – they cannot cover us. Nope. That's never, what I'm thinking. Never thought that. Yeah. Because wow. in the back of the minds of each player on this football team and each coach on this football team, you got to know that number 12 has I our number. Care. And, that's and, and, that's, and when that happened – going at And when that happened, when they turned the ball over, when they turned the ball over, I said – and they just marked out the field and scored. I said, this over. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I said, nah. Even man. though they were moving the ball. Right? I said, this over. No, bro, let me tell you something. Because now you're going to have to play catch up for the rest of the game. At this point, no, you, everything now is you Mom, have to play catch Jimmy up. Jimmy down the street beat me up. Don't come home till you're whooping. <laughs> Mom, Jimmy down the street beat me up again. Hey, try again tomorrow. Brother, huh? it's nowhere in the world. I'm, I, I'm telling you, what they waited for in the second half, when it was 14 zip, when it was seven zip, I'm like, you know what? If I'm Kellum, I may not know more than more than Aaron Rodgers, but today you gonna thank it, cause I'm I'm finna give it, I'm finna give it up. I'm I'm. It's too many ways that the passing game has shown me as a fat observer that you can win a game. <laughs> There's too do many that? ways I've seen it, bro. Did they do that though? In the fourth quarter? Yeah, they did in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, but, you're, but it was again, way too late. Again, for what you're trying to call for, they don't have the protection for it. They didn't. They didn't have the guys up front to do what you're at. You're asking for a shootout. Okay, a shootout ain't a Zeke, a Pollard, a a a a Jason double move wide option. Hey 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 uh. Uh, well, does Blake John still play for us? <laughs> He's on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but then you put Schultz in the game, he get two penalties. <laughs> I'm like, why we can't put him? <laughs> I, I do not care. I'd rather lose building my offense and making sure that they are confident because at the end of the day, defenses are put in to stem the tide and to play great fourth quarter situational football. That's all defenses are for now. You have maybe two legit crushing defenses in this league. Everybody else is giving up 30 points. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Everybody. So your defense is there to stop. Okay, we we ain't asked nothing from you all day, Jesse. We need for you to do something. Right, right, right. We don't care what it is. <laughs> That's what the defenses are doing now. That, let me tell you something. Westcott went out and spent $50 million. The Kansas City Chiefs spent $50 million, $60 million on defense. They ain't stopped nobody yet. <laughs> <laughs> they stop. Come on, man. No, they, they, they don't want to stop anybody. They just want you to make a one back. play. They want you to one, make one play when I need you to make one play. Thank you. Because we're going we to be fine offensively. That's what they say. Well, listen, we're going to be fine. We're going to be able to score yeah. with anybody. But there's going to come a point in time when I'm going to need a pass rusher or somebody on the back end because we're going to be in nothing but shootouts. So like, I, I need – like Tyrone Matthews made two, he made an interception one play. Then about twenty series later, he came up and made a, a, a good hit. Yeah, they, but even they lost last night, right? But yeah, they did. But in guess what? They quarterback game. don't play bad two weeks in a row, and they still won one of those games. Yeah, we he have not played good two weeks in a row against conference opponents that we need to win against. Mm. You mentioned uh, Blake Jarwin. He only played thirty-one percent of the snaps last night. And before we Witten get out, played eighty three percent. Yeah, right. Mm. What were they saying? Oh, Witten's gonna take a. Is he's gonna be fifty percent? <laughs> Stop. I, you know what? Stop. I, I, I don't care that Witten's in the game. I, I really don't. But what I care about is you have to somehow, somewhere, keep Dak always tied into the game. Guys like Blake Jarwin, you got to always keep him tied into the game. Yeah. You have two. We have not had this, and I don't know how many years, Jesse. Uh, What's your name? Uh, Kurt. Kurt. <laughs> I was just going to oh, let you dude. hang out there. Uh, since you became the, the Shannon, I forgot your name. Uh, 
<laughs> when the, when is the last time we've had two legit wide receivers? Tell me, y'all y'all just tell me right now off the top of your head. When is the last mm-hmm. time we've had two legit receivers? You have Miles Austin and Des Bryant. Yeah, that probably. No, nah, I ain't talking about guys that was hurt all the time. I'm talking about two <laughs> legit receivers. Ooh. Bro, we got yeah. two legit receivers. We got a more T. than T. capable Terry tight Glenn? end. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We got a more than capable tight end. Yeah. We got a legit running back with a young spring chicken that can do other things. When it okay, you don't need and I and I will preach this. You don't need an elite offensive line to win in this league. You you don't. The Colts got one. It ain't happened. It ain't happened percent. It ain't happened him. <laughs> you you need a serviceable offensive line with an elite offensive coordinator and a quarterback that's willing to do anything. Well, we don't have an elite offensive coordinator. We don't. We have a run. We have a young kid. We have a rookie, and he's, he's taking his lumps. He ain't no genius. <laughs> he ain't a genius right now. He will be maybe. And in, in, in time, I'm not saying that he won't be in time. I'm just saying, Jesse. He's he a listen. Genius. Kellen Moore <laughs> has been drug out to deep waters and is trying to stay afloat. And I'm not saying that he won't be a genius, but when you're faced, when you're facing experienced quarterbacks and or coaches. Or both, you gotta be on your P's and Q's too. And they, I, you know what? I do. This is my personal opinion. I do think Kellen Moore will be better the second half of the season. Once he gets to the bye and he's able to take a breath and decompress and go, okay, my first eight games was this mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And then now, what am I gonna be the second half of the year? I get a chance to adjust. But we can't be and look four and four hey, well, on, the de- <laughs> on the decompression. This, bro. This, this is what you this is what you get when you go with a young OC. This is what you have to take the growing pains. And yeah. you do. You have to take the growing pains. And and one thing I do want to say before we get out of here, uh we, not only were we bad, you like to say three phase, four phases. We were bad offensively. Yeah. We were bad defensively. We were bad on the sidelines, and we were hella bad no, we didn't on, even, on special teams. Didn't even get into the kicking situation. Brett Mahar. Whew. You know yeah, what? Bring that up tomorrow. Maybe. Tell you I don't know. I don't know what you do there. Um, you, you can't do nothing. You assign your faith. Who, who on the street? Nobody. You can't. So <laughs> that bed, is not. Huh? You know, Kurt, you did a great job today, you know. But bringing up kicking was the best thing you did. <laughs> was not bringing up kicking because that, that's your guy. Uh, I'm serious. Yeah. That's your guy. When, when you saw this same thing happen in a preseason game and everybody asked Coach uh, Garrett, say, hey, man, what? Man, this dude hit one, then missed it. And what, what are you going to do, Coach? Are you going to stop? No, we're just going to give him more reps. He, this your guy. This, this yeah. is your guy. I mean, you go get a guy off the street, he's going to do the same thing. I don't care how many high school fields he's been on and how many college fields he's been practicing on. He's going to do he, – he, you got to at least bring somebody in, don't you? To, for what? So to, you can shake his confidence I, even more? So true. you can miss even more? True. I guess true. so. This, great job, man. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you something. This thing – and I started last year when Amari got here. You know, I was mad at the Cowboys for stunting Dak's growth. I, I, I was hot. You heard me. I'm like, wow, what are we doing to this kid? Not even giving him a chance. And then I'm listening to Jesse on the fan. <laughs> I'm listening to you on the fan. I'm like, what, what Jesse said, wow. So I'm mad. Okay, now we got an OC that says it, that sees it close to what he sees it. And and I know I'm a hindsight guy. But, okay, I ain't hindsight now. This is not hindsight. Make Zeke a more appealing pass uh, option. Yeah. Make Tony Pollard a more appealing pass option. Put them in open space and let's see what they can do. Let's give them an opportunity. That way, Zeke, Dak doesn't have to hold the ball. That eliminates all possible seven-step drops if we don't have our right uh, offensive tackles in there. Right, right. So, I mean, now, okay, what's today? Monday. Okay, now let's don't go out there 
and just bombs away on the Jets and forget about the short pass. <laughs> okay? You do have to work on it, so let's work on work it. Work on it then? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, well, you think we still can beat them even if we short pass them, huh? Yeah, if you can stop Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. We'll get, see, see, we'll we'll get, we'll get more see, to that. You know what this dude is doing? This dude always. If Aaron right. Jones rushed for 107 yards and has 75 yard receptions, what do you think one of the top four backs hey, in the league? Hey, man, Monty Nuke, what his name? Mono. Mono, uh, Mono ain't playing. Uh, he might. He might. He, he might play might. this week. I don't know. All right, we'll get in the Jets later on yeah. in the week. Tomorrow, maybe we'll take your phone calls. I'm sure the Cowboys Don't y'all come happy. and repeat what Jesse done said, too. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Everybody will be in a good mood, I imagine. Talk about the short passing game. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, thanks for uh, running the ship here and keeping us on track. William, thanks for pushing buttons and doing whatever you do. Caden. What's up, Caden? What's thanks, up, Caden? Caden. He's still lost. He's lost. Shannon. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying Mexico. We'll see you tomorrow. Eat a burrito for me, bro. Drink one for me, bro. <laughs> Thank you to Jesse and Nate. Six three brand. You didn't show up, so we replacing you with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will be back tomorrow. I'm on sorry, with the boys. Three brand. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?